Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and today Melissa has nominated Dr. Nicole Sheehan for a Game Changer Award. And Dr. Nicole is joining us today to tell us more about the practice that she has envisioned and cultivated and her passion behind why she's practicing the type of medicine that she is. And we're so excited to have her here, and we're so thankful for Melissa for nominating her. So, Nicole, congratulations, and thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I have many, many clients who follow you who are going to be very pleased to see their local vet um, speaking directly to you. So we're, we're a big fan of what you've brought to our profession and what you've brought to veterinary medicine. Mm. Oh, well, thank you. It is a joy for me to be able to connect with my colleagues doing um, open-minded integrative medicine around the world, wherever they are. And so I'm really interested for the readers and listeners who aren't familiar with what you do and how you got started. Maybe you could start by uh, telling us a little bit about why you decided to become a vet. And it's, I guess, from my perspective, it either is a lightning bolt moment where people didn't know that they wanted to be a vet. And then it was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. Or they knew from birth that this is what they were meant to do. And maybe there's some hybrids in there, but why don't you let us know your, your story? Well, that's just some of your wisdom coming through. You're exactly right. So I was not someone who wanted it um, from the beginning. Uh, I loved animals. I loved caring for animals, but I had all these, I was very artistic and I had all these other things I wanted to do. And, um, but it hit me like a lightning bolt uh, when I was in college. So I was pretty late to the game and I had tried on all these different professions and none of them felt right. And what I did was I sat down and I thought, what makes me me? You know, what is it about me that's different than everyone else I know? And one was that I was extremely good solving puzzles Mm -hmm. and I had a really deep connection with animals. Um, and so it made sense for me to go down the field of veterinary medicine, but I was kind of late to the game. So my parents were like, why don't you just go work for a vet? Well, it's hard to just step in and work for a vet, except for emergency clinics, because they, uh, always need help. So I went and worked, um, an emergency shift and literally within one hour of that job, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. It was for me and it was gross and it was it's, and it's emergency. Like I just hear that story and I'm like, God bless you for wanting to do this after emergency. Cause if I would have started that way, I would probably be a librarian <laughs> because emergency <laughs> medicine is so stressful. Yeah. So stressful, yeah. but you did it. And and thank you. I mean, I'm just thank you, universe, for for people that do emergency medicine, because obviously they're the people frontline saving animals' lives when they have to be saved. I'm a lifestyle veterinarian because the pace of emergency medicine and the stress uh, just uh, is overwhelming to me. But it's fantastic that you got into that environment and you knew immediately, like, okay, that was it. That day, I want to do this. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it was great, incredible. Yeah. And so then you go to vet school, mm-hmm. and then what? 
Well, a lot of my professors had really encouraged me to go down a specialty path. Um, I had a different way of thinking. I was always kind of pushing things and really wanted to understand things at a deep level. And um, I didn't really have a specialty I was really drawn to. I really liked general practice. And I think that kind of disappointed some of them. Um, like it's not good enough to be a GP. And, uh, but that's really what I wanted to do. And it was really within one year of my practice as a GP, I graduated in 2004. Um, and I was blessed with a soul dog, um, Tucker, mm -hmm. who um, I adopted out of a bad situation, had bad nutrition, uh, bad upbringing, you know, and he had some kind of nutritional problem where he had a limp already as a baby. And, and my professors in school, they would say, well, it seems to be a nutritional problem, but nobody gave me any guidance on what to do with his nutrition. So 11 months old, he tore his ACL, gets a TPLO, big surgery, right? 13 months old, he runs for the first time, tears his other ACL. So, but beyond that, I graduated, become a vet. And, uh, at 18 months of age, he's now lame in the front legs. Mm. So I got a dog, a one-year-old dog with two plates in his knees and he's lame in the front. And I found he had elbow dysplasia. So I'm like, I have a one-year-old dog with four bad legs. Mm -hmm. This is not good. And I went back to nutrition and I tried to find anyone in our industry who could help me with nutrition for this dog. And there just wasn't a lot of resource and he was not doing well on the foods that I was um, initially put on, you know, out of vet school. And so I started doing my own research and, uh, he got better just when I changed nutrition and I did it on my own program, not really necessarily things that had been directly taught to me. And then he would slide a little bit again. And then I learned supplements Then he would slide a little bit. Then I learned acupuncture Then he would slide. I bought a laser, <laughs> you know, so, um, I was blessed to have him for 13 years um, he ran with me until the day he died. He was active all along. Um, he had a beautiful life. He didn't no cancer, no, no, nothing. He died a beautiful death. Um, and, uh, he didn't take any drugs till the day he died occasionally, you know, if I needed something, but he was not on anything regularly because I really fought to just figure out what I needed to do for him. And so he's the biggest blessing for me. And he, you know, some of the animals who come into our lives are soulmates and he's a soulmate because he really taught me how to practice this way. Um, and so he's the reason I learned how to do things, but, um, another story that shifted my mindset forever, I'll tell you as a vet, um, was when I learned acupuncture and when you learn acupuncture, you feel like you don't, you're not real good at it. You don't really know a whole lot, but I, I had a case, um, I had a few cases that I was like, we're stuck. So the options we have in traditional medicine just weren't great. They were either very aggressive or, not long lasting results or, um, you know, just not, not nice things that we do to animals sometimes. And, and yep. I just, it just didn't feel right about something. So I would say to people, Hey, I just learned acupuncture. I'm up for giving it a try. If you're up for it. And people would say, yes, I'll do anything. So I would do acupuncture and say, well, I have to do a few or, you know, this and that. And then like, they would just be fine. Like that was it. Yeah. Chronic disease gone sometimes in one treatment. And I, and, and that shifted me way back in 2007 forever, where I think everything has a fix. Everything has a cure. We just have to dig deeper down into where the disease is. And so from that moment on, I never believed again that I couldn't fix something. Mm. I always believed that if I could just find the right treatment, 
uh, or the right source of disease and get rid of that, um, that I could initiate healing. And so 10, 12 years later, here I am, and I have all kinds of protocols for all kinds of things that we have really successful results with. And it really is the spirit of not giving up and believing, you know, if acupuncture could fix some of these animals that normally would have been put down, you know, what else is there? So, you know, I do, I'm an herbalist. I'm a huge believer in herbs. So that's a big part of what I do personally. Uh, but we do ozone, we do PRP, we do all these really great integrative therapies. And, um, and it's fun. You know, we have a blast. We have great results. We have a great work environment. We're, we're having a blast being veterinarians and veterinary professionals. And, um, and, and it's just, it's been such a joy to, to practice this way. Well, and the beautiful part, first of all, I love this. Your story is very inspiring, but what I see is when you, when you ran into a wall of, Ooh, I have a patient that I can't fix. It's the, the worst thing we never want to say is I don't have anything for you. So rather than say that, it's like, I'm going to go figure out something and I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm not going to say I I have nothing. I'm going to go find something. And it's out of that spirit of never giving up on our patients that forces us to become perpetual students, to learn more, different modalities, different supplements, different nutraceuticals, different treatments to be able to offer to our clients. And then we are the ones that are instantaneously shocked with how how non-toxically and how wholly they dramatically improve life may not cure every patient, but my goodness, we went from saying, according to conventional medicine, there's not much that's going to help here to, oh my gosh, you have a brand new lease on life. And those are the stories that I think carry us year after year as practitioners to remain wildly excited about offering these opportunities to so many of our patients and clients because they come to us hopeless and what they get when they walk out the door is hope. And it does something, I think, to our souls to be able to sprinkle hope in a way that is in, in, a, nar- in a non-harmful, non-toxic modality. So you're figuring that out. And I think that your enthusiasm and your addiction to learning more is exactly what I hope other veterinarians can watch and see and say, oh my gosh, I don't know anything that she just talked about, but if it's working for her, maybe I should go find out. And my hope in connecting game changers with other veterinarians or even clients watching this that says, you know what? I have an animal that uh, is not getting better or getting worse. And maybe it's time that I investigate other options. And so you're just in the cycle of providing more and more options because the universe will yield more and more cases that allows you to continue growing and learning. And you're doing that, which is really exciting. What do you love most, Nicole, when you get up in the morning? Uh, I I guess probably from your perspective, it would be all of your possibilities that you have. But when you get up in the morning, what excites you most about being a veterinarian? So I think you would think it was doing that and coming in and really healing the animals. But um, after doing this for so long, um, what I love the most and what gets me out of bed is actually helping people Um, because it does, it shifts people's mindset you know, if I can give them hope, um, about their pets, then maybe they have hope about their own health. Maybe they'll go seek out other options for their own health. Maybe their son who got diagnosed with cancer, who was given six months to live, maybe they will live longer than six months. Maybe they will be cured. Like, so, um, when you teach people that way of thinking and really 
it's okay to have hope and it's okay to work hard to get what you want, which is, you know, your animals better. Um, I love seeing people shift their own selves um, and for them to have joy and then to spread that joy onto others. And so what's crazy about this practice is I was told a holistic practice would, would never work. And yeah. I've been open. We're having our eight year anniversary this year. So you sold a practice in 2013. I opened one in 2013. And in eight years, um, I'm getting ready to hire my eighth vet. It's so good. I started doing so house good. calls out of the back of my car. And now we have eight vets. I have a second office with two vets there and I have other vets. So what's happening is people are feeling this. Like, mm-hmm. I want to practice that way. I want to have hope. I want to enjoy my my job. I, I want to be taught these, these options so that I can really enjoy my job again. And so what I love doing is spreading it, you know, um, to other, to other people, other veterinary professionals, because I think we all deserve to really enjoy our careers. Yeah. And what's beautiful about what you're doing is out of hoping you overflow, hope travels up the leash. So, you know, by, by role modeling that to our patients, hope travels up the leash, the human becomes hopeful. And then that spills over into their home life by you cultivating in a professional work environment of health and hope, a healthy work environment. I think we spend more time as veterinarians. We spend more time at work than we do at home. So cultivating a work environment that allows, you know, practitioners to practice as they wish in a, in a positive, healthy environment, you really are holistically focusing on well-being for everything and everyone around you, which is really a beautiful way to to go through life, building relationships, tending to those relationships. And when things get sick, providing hope for the cycle then to keep going, which is a really good way to practice. So thus far in your walk down life, in your evolutionary path, uh, if you could share one thing with the world, that was inspiring to you or that you've learned or that you'd like to pass along, what would it be? Mm, oh, so many things that I've learned um, in this field. Yeah. Um, I think we go back to the beginning when we, the first thing you asked me is like, you know, how did I get here? Um, you know, so I love my career. I love my life. I love, um, you know, everything about what we've set up here but it really comes down to the first thing I did was I asked myself, what makes me, me, mm-hmm. what, how was I brought into this world? How was I born into this world? What are the unique gifts and talents that I was blessed with? And, um, I didn't try to be someone else. I didn't try to outdo someone else. I really, um, a long time ago went in and, and had to ask myself, like, what do I have to offer the world? And I um, encouraged my children to do this. Like, I would love if they took over my vet hospital, but um, I want them to really be them, you know? And so I think um, what we do here, even with our employees is um, what did they want to be? Like, even within this field or as a human being, what makes them them? What do they have to offer our practice? What do they have to offer our clients? What do they have to offer the world? And, and if you can really figure out what you're really great at and what unique talents you were given, um, and you can figure out a way to bring that into the world, I think it brings the world a lot more joy. Um, you know, rather than like the social media thing, I'm getting hung up on not good enough, or I'm not as much as of this as this person. It's not about that. It's really about who are you and what do you have to bring to the world? So, um, 
that's what started me on this path. And that's what continues me on this path. And that's what continues to bring me a lot of joy in this, this, um, this job. Well, you're, you're doing a fantastic job of bringing a lot of light and hope through education, excellent medicine, but cultivating this really, uh, uh, it's an environment of well-being in your home, in your place of work, in your own heart, you cultivating this and working, being having your primary focus being that of health and plugging people in to where their passion meets their talents, meets their motivation, allows you to have this really synergistically healthy work environment, home environment, and health environment for your clients and patients, which is beautiful. If people wanted to learn more about what you're cultivating and how you're doing it and where and why, where could people find you, Nicole? Yeah, so I think the most fun places are on like Facebook or Instagram. So I can have like my own little brand where I kind of do my own thing. That's um, Nicole the Vet. And, um, and then our practice is Whole Pet Veterinary Hospitals, or we call ourselves Whole Pet Vets. Um, and so uh, you can go to Whole Pet Vets on Instagram or Facebook. Um, also, we have websites. So um, you can look us up on Whole Pet Veterinary Hospital Davidson. Um, also, DavidsonVet.com and WholePetVets.com. Perfect. Well, we are very thankful. Melissa took the time to nominate you. We are incredibly thankful for all that you're doing locally, your community, the animals in your community. But I think most importantly, you knitting together and building a really supportive community based on love, acceptance, and then plugging people in where they need to be. What a really fantastic thing you're doing. And we're so thankful that we've had the opportunity to help highlight that. Thank you. It is like my greatest honor to be here with you. So I really appreciate you having me.